Yeah, I'm like Neo now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That's Morpheus. Good morning, everyone. Jurassic Views, Ottawa's Raptors podcast. I'm here solo to talk about the Boston Celtics loss at home and, of course, the home victory against the Los Angeles Lakers. But before we get there, just the other day, I talked uh, a little more extensively than I have recently about Brittany Griner's situation. And this morning, while I was making breakfast for my daughter and I, actually even made a little bit of breakfast for Zaya, just saying. <laughs> Hopefully I get some love on the next recording. Um, I saw a tweet that Brittany Griner has been released from the Russian jail that she was being detained in and that she had left Russia and was on a plane on her way home to the United States. Now, we could get into all kinds of other details, and we have talked at times at length about this situation. And we likely will in the next couple weeks, Courtney, Zai, and I. But I wanted, I wanted to just say I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful that she is coming home, that Brittany Griner will be home with her family, with her teammates, with the WNBA community, and especially to have that before Christmas. Um, that's really great news. Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to say anything more. I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, okay, let's move on. Uh, we'll get back to, to talking about Brittany Griner another time. And, um, but right now we're going to focus on the Celtics game that we had on Monday night. The game was being played as we were recording. I think we finished recording Brittany Zai and I, when that game's first quarter was coming to an end. And uh, I had a chance to see uh, much of the rest of the game and, uh, it was a good one. I will say it was a good one. Um, Boston came out strong, led by two through the first quarter. Uh, Blake Griffin picked it up. Nice game from him. He was replacing, of course, Al Horford, who is not in the lineup. And still, Robert Williams is, is not in the lineup. Um, also, Malcolm Brogdon did not play in this game. And that was uh, a bit of a surprise, although Boston was coming off 
a back-to-back game um, from Sunday night. So not entirely uh, out of the realm of imagination. Uh, Veterans often uh, sit uh, after the first game of a back-to-back. And here Boston was playing with a short bench. Uh, Peyton Pritchard did not play this game. Noah Vonley did not play in this game. Um, They went with just eight guys. Uh, Cornette came off the bench, Hauser came off the bench, and Grant Williams, uh, basically big baby with a shot, came off the bench as well. For the Raptors, it was much the same. Just eight guys. Uh, The starters, who were Siakam, Coloco, and Anobi, Barnes, Van Vliet, and then, of course, off the bench, Thad Young, Chris Boucher, and Gary Trent Jr., Um, This was a rough one for Fred Van Vliet. Another rough game. This is probably now seven or eight games. And and there's been lots of speculation as as to why he's playing so poorly. But at the end of the day, he is playing poorly, and we don't know all the reasons. Um, There have been a lot of conversations, statistically speaking, about how much of a drop he has had this season. I'm... I'm just going to chalk it up to his body has not been able to fully heal. Probably since February of this year, um, you would have hoped that he would have been able to have some healing uh, through the summer months. Um, But unfortunately, uh, he hasn't. He has played a lot of basketball in the last, you know, three, four years And uh, I'm sure that's part of it. But, you know, bodies break down at different times for different reasons. And uh, if you're holding stress, it is also difficult. If you're holding tension, it is also difficult for your body to heal because uh, there's other impacts emotionally and mentally. And and it's all connected, folks. It's all connected. Uh, So this this was disappointing to see Freddie have another bad night because... We knew that we would want to be up for this game. We knew we we would want at home, especially, to use this game as a litmus test. Um, knowing the Celtics were without Brogdon and Horford, this is a game we wanted to take advantage of. Um, and we had all of our guys, all of our main guys, I should say, healthy. Um, obviously, Wancho, Otto Porter Jr., and Precious Achua all injured um, in this game. Um and, you know, it was, it, it was a game we wanted to go and get and, and looked like we had some good things going in the first half. Again, down two points after the first quarter and then took an, you know, an eight point advantage in the second quarter into the locker room with a six point advantage of the half. We won the second quarter 37-29. Um, we did give up a decent amount of points, um, not an outrageous amount of points, knowing how good this Boston uh, offense is, but knowing that they had some limitations, um, knowing that um, they weren't going to be as difficult with some of the guys hurt or just sitting, I should say, and on a back-to-back. You don't expect uh, a team to perform as well, um, but they did, and we know who Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum are. Uh, Jason Tatum is is top two 
top three guys in the MVP ladder. I think that's really uh, easy to say. Um, he had 31 points, 12 rebounds, three assists with a steal and a block. Um, shot the ball fairly well. Um, you know, five for 10 from downtown, uh, four for five from the free throw line and 11 for 24 from the field. I would say overall, that's a pretty good night uh, for Jason Tatum for an all-star for now a straight up superstar. I think everyone's accepted the fact that he's a top, you know, seven, eight guy in the league. Uh, he looks great. And then on top of that, you've got guys like Marcus Smart who chip in and are four for eight from downtown. Uh, just two turnovers for the, for their point guard. Um, that's pretty impressive. Jalen Brown, 22 points. He had eight assists. He didn't shoot the ball particularly well from downtown, one of six. Uh, but he was able to impact the game in other areas. Now, what happened in the third quarter is really the biggest story. Yes, Fred Van Vliet had another subpar performance for his standards. But 35 to 18 in the third quarter is is saying something um, about the Raptors more than just Fred Van Vliet. You weren't ready from a strategy point of view. You weren't ready from an energy point of view. Um, you, you didn't play maybe to your strengths. And then you didn't shoot the ball particularly well when you had really some good looks. Uh, OG Ananobi had some good looks in that third quarter. Um, and unfortunately, the Raptors lose the third quarter by 17. And the Celtics then take an 11-point lead. And that's just such a tough turnaround for this club. And, you know, you can point again to Fred Van Vliet. Um, you could definitely point to OG Ananobi, who only had 13 points. This is, I think, his worst game of the season from an offensive perspective. He also turned the ball over five times. So that that's tough. That's really tough um, for the Raptors to let their guard down, to not be sharp, and to really be taught a lesson by the best team in basketball right now. Um, on when they're on a back-to-back, you were at home. You're not on a back-to-back. You're nine and two at home. You want to be ready for this game. You want to win this game, especially with a six-point lead at the break and all your big players healthy, and you blow it. And Gary Trent Jr. was really solid, and I actually think he should have come in with about six or seven minutes to go in the third quarter. You knew Fred didn't have it. You could see that in his body language, but you could see it statistically. And the fact that um, Fred also presents many um, easy targeted mismatches for them, um, they, they just went at it all day. And then when they brought in Gary Trent Jr., they left Fred on the floor. So now you have two guys that this long starting group of the Boston Celtics can target. And they did a pick and roll in that third quarter, about five possessions in a row, or maybe five of six possessions that looked very similar to the way Steph Curry and KD would pick and roll against us um, back in our championship year. Early in the season, would just target uh, smaller guys. They would target Kyle, 
Um, they would target Fred. Uh, they would go after Normie um, as well. And it looked way too easy. And some of the decision-making uh, was very quick, but was made easy because of poor Raptors um, decisions, um, poor Raptor defensive reads. And, and at the end of the day, I think poor rotation decisions. Um, yeah, why Gary Trent in this game comes on for anybody but Fred Van Vliet in that third quarter is beyond me. And for a guy in Fred Van Vliet that didn't look good, that didn't score well, who played 38 minutes and Gary only played 26, I got lots of questions for the coach. And I know they're trying to play through some things. And, you know, that's that's fine. But you want to get the win, do you not? And you didn't get it done. Now, in the fourth quarter, we made it competitive. And I think we even had it to within five. We ended up losing by six. We won the fourth quarter 30 to 25. So, you know, you, you played three decent quarters. Um, but you couldn't get the job done in the third. And, and it was bad. Like the gap was huge. And unfortunately, with a team as hungry as the Celtics, as good as the Celtics are, and as prepared as they are, um, they don't care. They have they have no feelings toward you, even though they have compliments after the game, which which I respect. Thank you, Marcus Smart, for saying OG is a, a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Thank you, um, Jason Tatum, for pointing out that OG Ananobi uh, is might be in Utah this year for the All-Star Game. Tough back-to-back All-Star Games. First in Cleveland last year. And then Salt Lake City. I mean, you know, I'm 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 no world traveler, um, and I certainly do like Cleveland. I actually do have a lot of love for Cleveland, but small markets, center of the of the country, um, not not that interesting. Like, there's lots of other interesting cities, and they do it back to back. Where's next year going to be? Oklahoma City. Uh, this is tough <laughs> from the league. And we just had Charlotte recently, I think, too, um, after maybe having like Chicago and New Orleans. Um, Yeah. Or Atlanta. It was Atlanta and Chicago. I mean, that's weird. That's that's strange uh, to go. I know they're trying to get to every city, but to go back to back with Cleveland and Utah is tough on the players. (laughs) I'm just saying. Anyways, uh, this was a classic Celtics win. Against the Raptors, Raptors just shown they didn't have enough, uh, weren't focused enough, and uh, they didn't have any excuses, really, coming into this game. And you can point to uh, to the way that they played, um, but, uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, this was just not as well-prepared a team as they should have been. Pascal Siakam, another great night, 29 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Are you kidding me? Um, just two turnovers. Um, he played really, really well. Scotty Barnes, nice to see him turn it on a bit. 21 points, um, four assists, seven rebounds, blocking a steal. Um, so th- this was a good game for a couple guys. And Gary Trent Jr. continues to shoot out of his slump. I think we can say um, with evidence that he has finished the slump. Um, 20 points on the night, 7 of 10 from the field, 3 for 3 from downtown. Like, 
two steals again his defensive intensity steps up he was the only player on the entire team that was in the plus on the plus minus he was a plus four so good game from him we just weren't sharp enough we weren't prepared enough and we didn't play well enough and unfortunately that's going to uh, beyond, in my opinion, on the shoulders of Nick Nurse more than anyone else, because I think his rotations were poor. Um, but I think it also says Fred's not 100%, and I don't know when he's going to be. And uh, certainly without Precious and and some of their key, some of our key guys, um, you know, we lost that game. I would say pretty easy. I, I would say even in the first half, Boston looked very much in control of of the game. I'm not saying they. We're front front runners, front front leading, but um, but yeah, they they looked like they were okay. They had a swag, a confidence, a resolve about them that looked pretty darn good. All right, let's move to the next game against the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, another big team, uh, most championships in the league history, um, just ahead of the Boston Celtics, and. Uh, this team is is not great, even when they're fully operational with all their players and healthy and at home. Uh, you know, this is not a championship contending team. Is this a team could could get into the play in and, and spoil um, someone's, you know, championship run? Yeah. Yeah. On any given night, I would even say in any given series, they could make an upset. But I don't think they're good enough to string them together. They're not deep enough. The quality is just not there. And LeBron James and AD don't have uh, the health at this point, unfortunately, um, to be able to to move through round after round of the playoffs. So for me, this is not a championship contending team. This is not even a, a conference um, contending team. But I think could be a dangerous team, certainly depending on matchup in the first round and here they come uh, on the road to toronto and they were also on a back-to-back no lebron james no patrick beverly no anthony davis who's playing uh really good basketball in the last 10 12 games and we were ready for this game we were much more prepared it wasn't the perfect game by any stretch of the imagination but we were ready and we were ready specifically offensively put up 39 points um, and uh, played very fast, wanted to get uh, L.A. to have to work and have to move. And, of course, we baited Russ into uh, playing a fast style, which he likes to play but is not always all that controlled and can't sustain that play to the level that was going to be competitive. And so although it was an eight-point game, 39-31, and it got to 46-41 in the early stages of the second quarter, we then said, okay, let's put this thing to bed and went on a 24-3 run in the second quarter, at the near the end of the second quarter, uh, got up 26 points. The Lakers did cut the lead to 23 going to half, but we were very much in control with a 70-47 lead at the break. Now, Watching this game, I, especially in the second half, I was very disappointed in our team. Um, we should have come out again in the third quarter, prepared, ready, and executing our offense uh, and our defensive schemes um, on a high level. Now, 
I'm okay if we lose the quarter 28-27 as we did. I think we actually should have won by four or five points, even how the third quarter played out. But for me, the most frustrating thing was that the Lakers got this game down to 13 in the third quarter because we weren't executing. We didn't come in with uh, a focus. Fred Van Vliet played the entire third quarter, um, which I thought, again, was a, a really foolish decision. I think the logic was he's not going to play the fourth if we're up 20 going into the fourth. And so fair enough. Um, but you guys didn't come in strong and you have to send a message to guys. You have to keep guys accountable. And in this case, the accountability for Nick was, okay, Fred, I'm going to let you play the entire third, uh, even though, um, you didn't play a good first four minutes. And to me, uh, you know, he did play a good first half. He did, uh, shoot the ball pretty well. Um, and he did orchestrate the offense really well. Um, but again, I want you to come out and put this team away. You smell blood. You smell victory being very close. Put this game away. And unfortunately, they didn't and then had to crank it back up a gear uh, to, to get the third quarter to 28-27. Of course, it could have been a five or six point um, difference in the third, and that would have made it that much easier, you know, 26, 27, 28 points up instead of uh, just up 22 going in to the third. Now, am I nitpicking? I am. But for me, I'm going to be more upset with games like this where you're playing down to your competition in the third quarter when you've just proved over the last number of games that either the first or third quarter, you kind of let down. You let the game come to you instead of taking the game into your control. Um, you can still play within the system. You can still play within your schemes when you take control of it. Um, it's still things in rhythm that you're doing. Uh, and, but they didn't do that. And they let the game just kind of, you know, take over. They let LA take the game, uh, into their control. And that was really disappointing. Uh, Chris Boucher did have a nice game off the bench. He had 16 points, seven rebounds, seven of 11 from the field. Solid. Um, I wouldn't say it was Gary Trent Jr.'s, uh, best outing, but he wasn't bad. He was a plus 16, um, which is which is good. 18 points, 4 of 5 from the line, 6 of 15 from the field, 2 of 9 from downtown. Didn't shoot the ball particularly well. You could see that they weren't as motivated uh, in the second half as they were the first. They kind of went through the motions. And this game, they, they did win 126-113. Uh, they kind of very much cruised in the fourth. Uh, but that bench looked bad, too, when they came in. And they were playing against the Lakers bench. The Lakers bench came in, like totally cleared uh, the starters out uh, at about the seven minute mark. Maybe it was the 6.30 mark, somewhere in there. And they still managed to beat our second unit. Not like our G-leaguers like Jeff Doughton. They had just our second unit. And we performed, I would say, quite poorly. And they won the quarter 38-29. So I'm not sure about that. I mean, they only played, we only played, what, seven guys off the bench. And Champagny only, and 
Jeff Downton Jr. only played two of those minutes. So that, for me, again, was frustrating. I have high standards, and I have high standards for a Nick Nurse team and a Toronto Raptors team under Masai and Bobby's leadership. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to nitpick here and say, hey, if you want to make these comebacks after being down 30 against the Brooklyn Nets and try and get it in single digits and maybe within two possessions, that's cool. But make sure that your bench puts teams away so that they have no inkling of thinking they're better than your second unit. Um, and, and for the Lakers, with four guys out, this was really their third unit that beat up on our second unit. So that was disappointing for me. Regardless, as we've said many times on the, on the show before, and many others have said this, a win is a win. And if they're ugly, they're ugly. Um, I think we got to be better. We're 10-3 at home. Um, we've thrown games away against OK City, um, OKC, against Brooklyn Nets. We weren't sharp enough that first game of the season. And, um, you know, another game we could point out uh, was that Atlanta game where we had the game, even though we were, you know, down men. Um, it's a game we should have won, to be quite honest. And if we did win those three games, uh, we'd be 16-9 and nine tied with the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, uh, we're not that far off. The league is is very close this year, um, as uh, Pound the Rock podcast has pointed out many times this season. There is great parity in this league. Uh, we've talked about it on on this show as well, um, but it's true. A- and you want that space. And if we were in th- tied for third with the tiebreaker against Cleveland right now, I think forget about who's noticing that. It just makes life easier when Otto Porter, Precious Achua, and Juancho Herman Gomez come back. It just makes life easier, and there's more confidence because there's not as many questions coming around this team. Um, and there's going to be questions. There's always going to be questions. So you want to make it easier. You want to answer those questions up front and, and deal with um, teams having to chase you down instead of you having to work really hard uh, to, to get advantages because playoffs will not be easy and we need all the advantages, including home court when it comes. All right, y'all, there it is. Two quick takes on the Lakers Boston games, Monday night and Wednesday night. Hope you're doing well. Again, celebrate the fact that Brittany Griner, um, one of the world's best female basketball players is back home, which impacts her life in a positive way. It impacts her family's life, her community, the WNBA community, and so many lives um, and so many people who love and want the best for pro athletes in North America. All right, y'all. Take it easy. Peace.